It's July 22nd. We're right in the middle of pollination. We're not We're not in the middle of pollination. It's July 22nd. How can we not be in the middle of pollination? Good grief. We'll check those numbers with you in just a second. I'm Chip Flory, host of AgriTalk and the host of the Pro Farmer Crop Tour podcast. It is season two, episode three for the podcast. And of course, with us, we've got Pro Farmer editor, Brian Grady. How are you? Good. Are you there? How are you, Chip? I'm, I'm here. I'm Loud good. and clear. All right. And we've got senior market analyst Jeff Wilson. Jeff, it's good to talk with you again, buddy. Good to talk to you. Nice that it's cooled off a bit this week. Yeah. Yeah. The corn's going to be loving it, too. Let's jump straight to some of the numbers because they are the, the corn that's shooting tassels this week. And evidently, there's going to be a fair amount shooting tassels this week. Because we're sitting here, guys, 35% of the crop is soaking compared to a five-year average at 66%. I mean, boy, it, the, <laughs> the, the crop is late, and I don't want to say that it's, that it's getting later because we went through a 10-day stretch where it was on fire with its growth pace. But, boy, even after that 10-day stretch, you guys... This thing is still way behind, Brian. It is. You know, it, it's just not going to catch up. I mean, we just need the weeks on the end of the growing season. It's, yeah. It is what it is. It's a it's a late crop. We're, you know, we doubled our, more than just over doubled uh, the silking from the yep. previous week. And, and here we sit, we're still, you know, 31 points behind normal. Yeah, it's crazy, Jeff. It, it, it is, it's a late crop and it's, a, and in the past, we've gone through late crops, and, and you can kind of see it catch up as the season goes on. We've gone through some heat. We're cooled off for this week. We've got some some cooler temperatures over the next oh, seven or eight days, and then we've got the heat coming back in. It could come at just the wrong time for this corn crop. Especially if it comes a couple, three days earlier than expected. You know, I mean, it's it a lot can change, and, and we, we're going to see – these, these ratings every week are going to be critical for the next month, and no one is going to get a good handle on this crop until we get to the harvest time. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, just look, is... at the, look at the range of estimates that we had for today's crop conditions. It was, you know, plus three or minus three from last week's number. You know, comes, you know, corn's down uh, one percentage point, and beans are unchanged. So it's kind of, you know, there's it's the haves and the have-nots, and, you know, parts of the crop is, you know, the eastern belt still remains under pressure. Western belt's a little bit better, but, you know, they're starting to get some nicks out there from last week's heat. Right, right. Brian, this year more than ever, potentially, it really depends on where you're looking on what your attitude is towards this corn crop. Because after driving through eastern Iowa over the last, you know, over the weekend, I came away thinking, my gosh, <laughs> wow. We, we it's a late crop but it's a it really looks good and then you get over into the eastern belt <sighs> it must stink yeah uh i think it is kind of a pick and choose crop uh you know it's swiss cheese it's got a lot of holes in it uh you know th- those types of things so it does matter where you look and and quite honestly it, it's very hard to peg an, an immature crop or a late crop it's harder when it's got holes in it, and, and that's the case this year. So it's just, you know, 
it's going to be extremely difficult to put a, you know, what's the acreage, what's the yield, what's final production. Right. And then, Jeff, it, it kind of depends on when the crop observation was made, too, because after those high winds rolled through in on, on Saturday afternoon, uh, there may have been a little bit of damage reflected in this uh this this crop rating because of the some some green snap in south dakota and minnesota in particular but clearly you don't ever get it get it all the first week it's going right. to be the second week before we know some more some more details about how widespread of a problem it was but if you got hit it it i mean those pictures on on the internet don't look very don't look like that crop's coming back up right right you know, that brings me to a question, and we'll get to some more of the USDA numbers here in just a moment. But, Brian, looking at the corn that was laying flat, it brought me to the question that we sometimes have to deal with out there on crop tour, and that is a crop that is still alive, it's still growing, it's still biologically, it's still finding a way to make yield, but it's all tangled up and it's laying fairly flat. When 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 the scouts walk into that, what do you do? Well, first thing you do is swear. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, you have no choice. I mean, if that's where you you land after your pace is into the field, that you have to count it. Uh, so you, it's a painstaking process, but you have to go through and you have to count the number of uh, uh, ears on the two thirty foot a row. And then uh, you know have have to take your uh, your three ears off the one row and and measure them out. So yeah. um, it, it's not the most fun thing in the world to do by any means. Uh, it, it's painstaking, but uh, um, you know it is what it is. And, and you know if that's the the conditions you're dealt with and and where you pace into the field, it, it's what you have to do. Right, right. So the the bottom line is you sort it out. You sort yes. it out, and you make and you make sure that you're not pulling an ear in from. Uh, from a row that isn't in the count, uh, you you just have to take the time and and get it done and get it done right. And uh, we don't screw around with those kinds of things, guys. We we just do not. If you end up in the only tangled up spot in the field, that's where you take it. That's where you take it. So, uh, the amount of corn in the dough stage, we got that report coming our way today. Five percent for the U.S. The, the highest amount of crop in the dough stage, of course, is in the south. We're looking at Texas at 58 versus a five-year average of 59. We've got North Carolina in here at 53% versus a five-year of 64. Uh, but Illinois at 1% versus a five-year of 18. Indiana, none versus a five-year of four. Iowa at one versus five-year of five. Uh, everything else is... It, it's holding with holding pace with everything else out there. I should mention Missouri in on this one. You've got it at five percent versus a five year at twenty eight percent. So you know things are pretty slow. Nebraska's at two percent versus a five year of ten percent. Um, just more evidence that. And see, Brian, that's why I said we could be looking at that heat coming back into this, back onto this corn crop. According to the National Weather Service, six ten day and and uh, uh, eight to fourteen day because. The 6 to 10 day is for July 28th through August 1, and it's got above normal temperatures over basically all the major corn-growing areas of the country. That's terrible timing for this year's crop, Brian, because it's going to be trying to fill kernels. 
Exactly. And, and uh, you know, you just don't want to rush it uh, once you get to that kernel fill stage. Uh, but yet this year we're kind of stuck with that conundrum of, well, it's behind, so we'd need to rush it some. But uh, the grain fill process is, is just one area that, you, you know, you, you can't rush it if you want uh, decent yields. Yeah. Yeah, that is exactly right. Okay, let's jump down to soybeans here. Jeff, you mentioned – wait, wait. Before we do that, um, any trend in the in the corn crop condition uh, ratings, Jeff, that, that really stood out to you? Just it's, – it's so variable. I mean, it's, you know, down, uh, down 8% in – in Colorado to up, what is it, uh, 13% in Tennessee. So it's a, it's a pretty wide range of, uh, of, uh, or no, those are that. Sorry. That was, I gave you the wrong numbers. I was looking the wrong numbers. Oh, okay. How about, uh, down, down 4% in several states, right? South Dakota, Colorado, Michigan, Indiana, Ohio's down 3%. And then you got up 5% in Tennessee. You got up, uh, one percent in Iowa, up one percent in Illinois. So you know it's it's not. I guess enough of the big states offset some of the smaller states, and so we end up with it down just one percent right. instead of maybe down a little bit more than expected. Gotcha. But uh, it's all way below the five-year average. That you know, yeah. the last year's average. It's it's you know, and Beach. normally this is the time of the year it starts to go down. Go ahead. Right, right. Beach, when you throw those into the crop condition, the pro farmer crop condition index, it's going to soften it up some, uh, but it's not going to be a huge drop this week, is it? Uh, corn actually went up three tenths of a point. Really? And, uh, yeah. Yep. Um, it just, you know, it's it's weighted. It's weighted yep. by production. So uh, where the gains were, were enough to offset where the losses were, or more gotcha. than offset, just by a, a fraction. Um, yeah. But, you know, really, um, the biggest thing with that is it's just been flat. I mean, we've gone nowhere the last, well, basically since the beginning of the growing season. We're within, yeah. you know, three points of where it started the growing season. So um, just nowhere. I mean, it, yeah. the conditions are, are well under what they normally would be, the five-year average, but uh, it's just f- basically flat here. Okay. All right. Yeah, and like Jeff said, we're into that time of the year now. When if if we are going to see some slippage, it it could start to show up a little bit more uh, going forward. Soybeans percent blooming forty percent versus the five year average of sixty six percent. As with corn, um, you know we're obviously we're behind, and and again this blooming number. If they're not blooming, good grief! By now. Uh, it, well, there's sixty percent uh, of them that aren't chip. <laughs> yeah, I, it just it blows my mind. It it blows my mind that that these plants are not starting to shoot pod or shoot. Well, yeah, it blows my mind that they're not starting to shoot pods because normally, normally we'd have twenty eight percent of the crop set in pods at this time, and here we are at seven percent. Um, and I'll argue that twenty eight percent on average, including that. Iowa, uh, five-year average at 28%. I'd argue that that is light for this time of the year, and, and you're starting to set pods a week ago, maybe even 10 days ago, normally, normally. It definitely. I mean, there's, uh, from a, a lateness perspective, uh, the soybean crop, you know, it's it's shocking. Um, yeah. You know, they, they need to be blooming and, and setting pods, and, and 
the vast majority of them aren't at this point in time. Right, right. So the range of guesses on the crop condition, Jeff, you had it at down three in the good to excellent to up three in the good to excellent. We're stuck right in the middle of that at 54% good to excellent, 12% in poor to very poor, unchanged across the board on the, on, on the, the 18 state totals. But any trends that you noticed in the state-by-states? Well, up in the Dakotas, they declined quite a bit, and that probably was related to some of that heat that they had up there. Four to five percent down in North Dakota, South Dakota. You had uh, Indiana, Ohio down two and three percent. You had uh, North North Carolina down four percent. They didn't get any rain. They've been drying out. They've been going downhill since uh, the beginning. And then you had Louisiana uh, down six percent because you had all those heavy rains from uh, from Hurricane Barry that went through there. Yeah. So I, you know, the trend is that. You know we're behind, and uh, we, we 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 need to get uh, we need to get these plants growing and starting to bloom some more. Otherwise, the factory's not there to make anything. Exactly. Exactly. Anything else on beans that you think's important at this time, Brian? Uh, you know the the CCI or weighted CCI, it was down three tenths of a point. So corn was up three tenths of a point. Beans were down three tenths of a point. Uh, really, same same story though. We've moved nowhere. Uh, basically since the beginning of the, the season, very flat on that uh, CCI. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, uh, what else from the report, Jeff? Was there anything that really caught your eye? When I dropped down to the winter wheat harvest number, here we are at 69% in there. Uh, you've got Kansas at 96% harvested now. I, I mean, the 69% for the U.S. crop harvested compares to a five-year average of 79%. And... It, we're, we're looking at delays in some of the eastern belt, but a lot of it, you know, Idaho is a, is an issue. We're normally not looking at big harvest at this time, and so is Montana. Montana would normally have 15% of the crop harvested, and we're sitting here with nothing started yet. South Dakota, they don't have a harvested Zero. number on the, on the winter wheat, and the five-year average is 42%, Jeff. I, uh, and Nebraska is not much better at thirty-three percent compared to seventy-six percent. Jeez, jeepers, criminy! Wow. Hey, Chip. Uh, you know, yeah. spring wheat headed ninety-two uh, percent. Five-year average is ninety-four percent. The Wheat Quality Council HRS tours going through North Dakota, far western uh, Minnesota, and far northern South Dakota this week. So, uh, you know, they're going to be looking at a crop that's pretty comparable to what normal uh, development would be. Uh, but but keep an eye on that tour. Um, you know, it's, it's not ours, but I'll, I'll give a plug out for another crop tour that's out there doing hard work, uh, you know, yeah. trying to, to figure out crop size. Yep. Very good. Very good. Um, okay. Critical question. Jeff, I'll, I'll send it your way. You get that point drop in the corn crop condition ratings. I mean, is that enough to give us a little bit of buying interest in the overnight? I would think it would give us a little bit since there was – I think half the estimates were probably looking for a slightly better crop because we had those unexpected rains, which we traded again today. We dropped on that news, and the crop condition, you know, basically went down. So maybe I, I would, I would call it steady higher. Okay. All right. And then you throw on top of it that weather forecast, Brian. What do you make of that? Uh, well, the the near term weather is is relatively benign, um, yep. moderate temps. So. 
it depends if they want to look out uh, to the end of this week and, and, you know, through that 10 or 14 day period um, and how much stock they put in that. But uh, uh, Bulls got some some tough uh, support they need to defend there at uh, 420 in the in the December contract. You know, if they can do that uh, and it holds, uh, you know, then, then I think we could maybe pop it and move back up into that uh, at least toward the middle of that broad tra- uh, trading range from the, uh, you know, the May or the, mm-hmm. the June low to the, the contract high. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Did you get any, either one of you get any other weird crop tour questions other than what do you do in the tangled up mess that's out there in some places? No, just the continuation of, uh, you know, are you going to still have it the third week in August? Or are you pushing it back? We are not pushing crop tour back. I mean, we, we've said it, uh, you know, so we said it on this podcast two weeks ago. It'll be the same procedure. Um, third full week of August, we will do the same sampling procedures we always do. Um, if it's a zero, it's recorded as a zero. If it's anything else, it's recorded as what it is. Yep. And we'll be taking note of how many samples we think are crap you know mm-hmm. just because they're so immature yeah um that's one of the things that we always do when we're dealing with it and and this year we're gonna have to be we'll we'll be more diligent in in keeping track of how many of those samples are immature versus in a normal development year because it, it's just easier uh, it's easier in a normal development year to just say, listen, you know what? I had two samples today. It was along one stretch of road. Uh, they were both in the blister stage, and that was way behind anything else that I've ever seen. Oh, did you notice the dairy up the road? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. I guess we were probably in a silage corn area. Yeah, you know, that kind of stuff happens every year. Uh, but this year, we're going to have to keep track of, of the maturity pace on this corn crop, especially you, Brian, over there on the eastern edge. Good grief. Yep. Uh, I think I drew the short straw this year. Yep. Yeah, I don't think there's any, any question about it. That's the way we like it, too, right, Jeff? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, la- laugh it up, you goofballs. Laugh it up. <laughs> And with that, we're going to sign off for another week. My goodness gracious. Uh, next week, uh, we will have another episode of the of the Pro Farmer Crop Tour podcast for you. We'll take a look at these crop conditions again. If you've got any questions, just send them to me. It's, it's host at agritalk.com. Feel free to do that. You can also tweet at us. And if you do, you know what? To make it simple, just include hashtag Agritalk in the message. That way I'll be sure to, to see it, and uh, and we'll answer any of the questions that you've got about the crop tour. Guys, we're getting close enough to it. We're going to have to start talking about the calculations here pretty soon to make sure that everybody has a good idea of how uh, the components that go into the corn yield uh, calculation that we put out from crop tour and of course the pods in a three by three foot square how that is all done that way guys can go out and do it with us while we're on the road brian thanks buddy we'll talk to you again next week here jeff same to you definitely chip all right that is wrapping it up for this week's issue of the pro farmer crop tour podcast